Alright, so we are back after another fairly extended break. Our guys over at the Fantasy Football Geniuses have done a good job holding the fort down. If you haven't checked it out already, go check them out. Great content, great stuff. There, You can find their stuff on the same pages, all of ours, same Spotify and all that. But, so, we're, we're a few games into the NBA playoffs, and we finally got got in person for our first ever i mean i guess the first episode we did was like in person is that it that, yeah that right. was a mess <laughs> yeah very first one i so, think it was with gabe or yaden zach and i think maybe ryan someone yeah else. i need a lot of people on there and that's the only one so we're back in studio for officially i guess the the first time so we're gonna start with i don't know you pick a side pick a team pick an east or west side and we'll go from that and we'll kind of just go through each okay, of the teams well, let's talk the about the uh, Bucks Heat game. That game just ended right now, and it officially ended in a sweet 4-0 for the Milwaukee Bucks. And I just want to get Gabe's take on this. See, you, it was it expected, was it not expected? How do we feel about this right now going ahead? I can honestly say I didn't expect it. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody did after what happened last year. Obviously, the Bucks weren't the same team. They added Drew, which showed to be a great addition. But I wouldn't have said I, I expected the Bucks to win. I think I had them in six. I wouldn't have said I picked a sweep. I don't know. I think you talked about it. You mentioned there were a lot of people who were saying maybe the Heat were kind of a product of the bubble. And I think to an extent they were, but they're a good team. No, I mean, they, I mean they're, they're not a bad team. But, I mean, going out of four, I was bad. That's bad. It's bad. Like they're like going out in four zero is never good no matter who you are whether you're eight seed one seed it doesn't matter, but the fact that it was four zero and we expected this series to be a banger like game one went to overtime and we're like all right this is gonna be how it's gonna be every single game, neck and neck, Miami will take some and if you had told me before the season before the series if Miami was gonna win I wouldn't be surprised, nope. but the fact that it was a sweep and not only the, the game two game three and game four were all blowouts weren't even close not even close it just kind of shows you that what Miami did in the bubble was a fluke. Well, to me, I like Gabe said I think it's, it's a fluke, you but did. but you could make an argument that it wasn't. And next year because you could say well Oladipo wasn't there. And Jay Crowder was on that team last year, and he's not on this team this year. So you can make the argument. I'll give it to you. But next year, if they're healthy with Oladipo, and if they add another addition, which apparently Pat Raleigh wants to do, if they do that they, and they still finish as a 4 or 5 seed and still become a first second round exit, then I'm like, yeah, it's a fluke. And we really praise – and Milwaukee really put them in their place. They really said, yeah, Oh, yeah, we're hyped up Jimmy Butler, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero as the next face of the league, and then they put that shit down. Yep. And they're like, no, because Jimmy Butler had 12 points today, only 12. So they figured out Jimmy Butler, and Tyler Hero has been, you know, overrated. Overrated this past season. So I, I feel like the Bucks really shush all of the people loving Miami. I thought Miami was, was going to be good for years to come, but you never know. So I think I think it was a huge surprise. But I'm, but I'm very surprised that the that the Heat didn't really put up a fight after Game One. Yeah, and I, I've talked about this before. I've mentioned it to you. I think, and we can get into this in more detail later. I think they've got to make a move. I really do. I think they've got the pieces to try to make one. Um, you've got those shooters and Duncan and 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 Tyler. You've got Oladipo coming back, of course. You've 
obviously you're not going to move Jimmy, but you've got guys like Kendrick Nunn, you've got Drogic. They've got some pieces they could put together for a package if they wanted to go after somebody. Yeah, no, no, they, no they, they do. I feel like they need a, a star's point guard or a star center. I feel like if you move Bam to the four and then put a star center at the five, then you'd be big, but you still have enough star power with, with let's say, I don't know. What if I threw this at you, Porzingis? No. No. no, no, no. After what Porzingis is showing to me in this playoff, this man should not be even you pay his contract a lick of it. He dropped nine last night, nine as number two. I love how no one noticed though until they lost. Yeah, like I was like, this guy's are, like, and he's seven three. He's he's injury prone and he's getting a fat contract. To me, if I'm Dallas, I would trade him, but I don't see a suitor that would would be willing to do that. Me either, personally, but. I mean, I wouldn't hate the Porzingis trade if he's healthy. That he would be probably the fourth option, which, you know, that would be a, a strong suit. But who would they give up? They give up Tyler Hero? Because apparently Tyler Hero is untouchable. I don't know why. He's a, he's untouchable. And so you're, you're going to have to give up Trevor, Trevor Ariza? I mean, the D- Duncan, no, Trevor. Duncan, Trevor. Like, that's what you're going to have to give up for to get a guy like Porzingis. But I don't. I would I wouldn't hate it, but it'd be kind of hard to do it if I'm the Miami Heat. Okay, yeah, I think I don't know. They got like you said, I'll give them another year grace period to kind of figure things out. Maybe they'll make a move this all season. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll just run it back. But it also depends on how well the Bucks end up doing because I know the Bucks have become a lot of people's favorite. Yeah, my, of, which yeah. I get. I understand that. I don't hate it I'm, at all. I'm one of those. Like last year, I was a hater. I was like, yeah, they're not. They're not that team. They're not that team to go to the finals. And now this year, after I've watched them closely, a little not closely, but like from afar, every once in a while I watch them, I'm like, this team is not bad. This team's actually a legit sleeper contender. And if they would have had Bogdan, I'd be like, yeah, they're, they're winning the finals. They're going to win the finals. They'll, they'll be the champions. Because their one, two, and three are good. Because Drew has been a clutch, clutch pickup. Forbes. You know, like you told me, he had like when he's number three in three point shooting. They've got two of the top four three point shooters yeah. in the league. He was like like top four in three point shooting. He's been knocked out. Bobby Portis has played well. PJ yep. Tucker off the bench has been clutch. They have made good. Like their bench is solid to win a title, but they're missing. I think if Bogdan's on his team, I'm like it's a lock. Yeah, they're winning the title, which is crazy that he should be. And they blew the bag, but they, he, they now, blew the bag. <laughs> huh? They smoked it, bro. They, like, they what tampering, right? It was tampering. Yeah, that's crazy, but. I do believe if if Bogdan's on this team, they're definitely the title favorite. But I do I think I have them losing to the Sixers in the conference finals because I just think after that net series, it's going to be too hard for them to bounce back and play a tough team like Philly after you just play a tough team like Brooklyn. So I I have them only going to the conference finals this year. But if you were telling me they were going to the finals, I wouldn't be surprised. And to me, that could be a knock on Giannis. On how great he is. If he's like, wow, he he went through the Heat that beat him in five last year. He swept them. Then he beat KD in that super team of the Nets. And then he beat the best team in the East in the Sixers. And then he probably was going to play the Lakers, yep. the the world champions. And then he beats all those. You can say that's probably the greatest one of the greatest seasons we've ever seen. Well, I saw. You probably saw it too. It was Nick Wright who was saying he has the most a game. Yeah, from winning a I saw that. this year. Yeah. No, I'd agree. Like for the exact reason you just laid it out, that path right there to go through it, it would be ridiculous. Um, but so since you mentioned them, we'll go to the Nets. That series, they're uh, it's two one, two one, two one Nets, two one after the fifty piece from Tatum. Uh I mean you know how I feel about this. I think it's it's over in five. Now I didn't expect 
Tatum to score 50 and then to get a win yesterday. I thought it was a sweep. But I just think <sighs> there are so many. Now, could Tatum go off again? Sure. Do I think he'll get 50 again? No. Like you mentioned the other day, I don't think Kimbo will have six again. I also don't think Kyrie will play as poorly as he played. And I actually could see KD and James Harden. What, Harden finished with 41 yesterday? 41 and KD finished with 39. 39. Maybe not that high, but I could see them putting up similar numbers and kind of ending this thing at five. But if you're Boston, once you once they found out you didn't have Jalen, you can only expect so much. Yeah. So I'm sure. No, I agree. I agree. I had going to the series the Nets in five. Five. I had Nets in five, but you know, you know me. If I could pick some, a young guy to start a franchise with, number one would be Luca. The number two would be Jason Tatum. Really? That's that's who I am. I love Jason Tatum. I don't hate that. I love Jason Tatum. I've 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 always liked his game. I've always from afar. Uh, with Duke and his, his rookie year with the Celtics, I really liked him. And then what I, what I loved about him is when he dunked on LeBron in the East Conference Finals. Oh my God. That's what made me love him. That's what made me love him. Gave so a little chest bump afterwards. A little chest bump afterwards. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, this dude, he's my guy now. He's my guy now. So, I so I've I've always been high on him. It, apparently, he's worked with Kobe the past two years before his passing. So the shows. So it's been showing this year. I mean, he's dropped 53 times. Dropped 50 in the, in the regular season, the play-in tournament, and last night. So, he's really getting into a groove of how to score. Um, I do believe they, they have a, the potential to take game six, or game four, to, and take it to six. Like, look, there's one ball. So, if two guys from the Nets are dropping 40, then the other guy's not dropping Somebody 40. Somebody has to, yeah. Someone's going to t- take, a, take a, a lesser load. That's what Kyrie did last night. And they dropped almost 120 and lost. And they had two guys drop eighty combined. To me, that's and, and if you look at the top three right now for the Nets, no, no, that's the Celtics, Tatum, Marcus Smart, and Kimba. Kimba seventy nine. How many did Marcus Smart? Twenty three. Marcus Smart twenty three. We'll take that for Marcus Smart. Oh man. And but Kimba, their number two, scored only six points, and I think he was like four for fifteen from the field. So he he had a very poor game. So and they had a big game from Evan Fournier. He had seventeen. I mean, people stepped up, but not Kimba. So, I think this team. I think they have the chance. They have the potential to win Game Four. If he, I, I might ride with him. I might. I, I feel like they are gonna win Game Four. Really? I'm gonna call now. I think. I think Jason Tam. He's not gonna drop fifty, but if he gives me twenty or thirty, and then Kimba gives me 15, 16, 17, I feel like they still have a chance to to win this. Game in Game Four because they're really, they're not bad defensively like that people think of, okay. And mm-hmm. like I said, there's one ball, three guys who are pure scores. So one's going to take a lesser load, and I don't think that James Harden is going to score 41 again. And Kyrie might might act get more, but I feel like that I'm I'm calling out Boston wins Game Four. I would. So you kind of talked me into it a little bit, where it wouldn't necessarily shock me. I wouldn't be crazy surprised if they pulled it out. I don't think they will, and I think something that's... I mean, it just came out recently, but I think it's huge that Brooklyn lost Jeff Green just because of what he, he does on that team. Yeah. He, he's really an all-around guy. He can hit open shots. He's athletic. He can kind of defend. He's their, he's, he's their four. He's their four. You know, yeah, he's probably their best four behind Blake Griffin. Now, Blake Griffin's going to play more minutes, too. He's a guy who's going to spend time on Giannis probably, too, assuming they go to the next round. I mean, well, they'll rotate with Blake, DeAndre. And, well, Jess would, Jess would be back next next round. He is? Yeah. 
I didn't know that. So but, he's supposed to be back next round. So I, but it doesn't matter to me. I don't think anyone knows how to guard Giannis on that no, on, on that team. I, I'm expecting average. Oh, Giannis to average like close to forty points. I'm being dead ass. I would say. Up there, I'd say 35 plus. I, I wouldn't see how he doesn't score 35 to 40, 40 a game. They don't have, we thought about it, they don't have the personnel. People talk about for Giannis, you got to wall up. That's all you got to do. Yeah, and they don't have the personnel yeah, to do like, that. Who's going to wall up? They're going to put DeAndre Blake Jordan, Blake Griffin. Um, Come on. Yeah, no, no. They had no chance. In the, the two games they played back to back, he averaged like 39 in both those games combined. It's, it's just ridiculous. No one no one knows how to guard him. No one. No one on that team knows how to guard him. Okay, and they, they got Drew. And Milton, I think Milton Drew are good defenders. They are, and they're not gonna, but they're not gonna lock down Kyrie or Harden. But they'll slow them down. And so, so then you got Giannis, who's also a really good defender on KD. So you got three good defenders on three pure scores. So that's so so that's a matchup I would love to see. I think that's gonna be the best series of the entire. It NBA might be playoffs. the entire yeah of the best like, playoffs. Even wherever the finals is, it will not match that that second round Nets Bucks. I think next Bucks is going to be one for the for the Bucks. We're going to look back on this, but man, that was a hell of a series, and we're not, and we're not going to take it for granted. I mean, we both will obviously be able to get into a bowl against both of them. We both got it going seven with different teams. I've got the Nets getting out of it. You got Bucks, uh, the Bucks. But um, to my team, my favorite coming out of the East, I've got the Philadelphia 76ers, and I don't have too much to say on them. They've kind of they've looked like the number one overall seed in the East, and they're playing the Wizards. They yeah. just they're just it looks like that's going to be a sweep. Um, they, yeah, they look like Philly to me. Just able to defend. Joel's look like an MVP candidate that he is. Ben Simmons has actually been playing really well. I need to, I want to pull up his numbers. I think he's been scoring better than expected. So. Yeah, no, no, no. He has. Well, but like like you said, that they're playing the Wizards. Yeah, 34-38 record. Okay, so they're they're the eight seed. Um, they have an easy first round, probably the easiest first round matchup in the entire playoffs. And then second round, they'll probably play the Knicks for the Hawks, which is, I mean, still, I think they're going to cruise through that too. Out of the second round matchup, that's probably, it arguably the easiest also in second round matchups because I love the Knicks and the Hawks teams, but they're just not, like, personnel wise, ain't matching up with the Sixers. So they also had, so their first two rounds are not, are like, they're, they're cruising toward the Eastern Conference Finals. And that's where I think they have the best path to win. The conference, I have them going to the finals and losing. Same. But, but, I, but it's just, yeah, their path is just way too easy. It's it way too easy right now. And I think they're going to do some damage. Yeah, Simmons gave you, he gave us first game one, he had six points, but he had 15 rebounds and 15 assists. Game two, he had I saw, 22, nine, and eight. I you see part of my take is that apparently like six, 15, 15, that's a definition of a Ben Simmons style. It is. <laughs> Vintage Ben Simmons right six, there. Six, 15, 15. I mean, you know how I am about Ben Simmons. I think he could be the best player in the league if he learns how to score. If he's a scorer. If he could shoot the ball, then he'd be a LeBron James 2.0. Yeah. But he can't. He, he flat out can't can't shoot the ball. So, it is what it is. But I do believe, yeah. Yeah, I think they've done. Yeah, so there's really no, no surprise with, with Philly. Now to easily the most interesting first round Eastern Conference series. It, now that I didn't realize it until we went through it, the East... Hadn't really been very exciting at all. No, no, Mi- yeah, Miami, Miami disappointed everyone. Disappointed every single person, on, <laughs> like on the planet. They're like, wow, we got four sweet. But yeah, no, the Knicks Hawks, 
that's you know that's a must watch. Yeah, what are you thinking? Because I I got it's some a, thoughts on this. It, it it's a must watch series. Um, I have Nixon seven. Okay. But this one was like the Brooklyn Nets, Milwaukee Bucks series for me. I'm like I can go either way. It, I I I can pick Hawks. They have they have the star power, mm-hmm. but I have the Knicks and they have the home home court advantage. They're back in the playoffs. Julius Randle's playing well. Derrick Rose is playing well. I'm like. It was a tough one. I saw to go to Knicks with home court, but Trey Young has really kind of opened my eyes. He's really been stepping up huge in these games, and I just they can't stop him. They can't stop him. They, <laughs> they, they, they can't nothing out, for him. One of the best defensive teams in the league and all season. RJ is not really stepping up. Neither is Drew Julius. It's really Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is the only guy, and you could tell that not a lot of those players from the Knicks have seen a playoff game yep. before. And showing now, Derrick Rose has been in plenty of playoff games, which is also showing. <laughs> and it's also he's after thirty points. Yeah. Like he dropped thirty last night, and, and it's showing. He's he he knows the ropes, and you know the knock on Tom Thibodeau's teams are they're gassed by the, by the postseason because they go they play intense, hard, all seventy two games, long and minutes, then, long minutes, and then when they go into the playoffs, they're gassed. Okay, that's not, that's the only knock on Tom Thibodeau coaching. So, you could make the argument, oh, well, probably because they're gassed, but I don't believe that. I feel like they're, they're just not talented enough. They, they need more star power. And if they have more star power, then they would be one of the best teams in the East. But right now, the Hawks are showing me that they're going to win this series probably in six. Yeah. I, I mean, you just mentioned it. It's as simple as that for me. They're just more, the Hawks are just more talented than the Knicks. And yeah. it's become obvious. I saw someone mention, too, and I couldn't agree with it more. One. The gap between Trey Young and the second best player in this series is so wide. Yeah. Just because, especially with how Julius has been kind of underperforming, which is not all, like you mentioned, is it's kind of he's young in the playoffs and he's getting all the attention of the Hawks. But it's just, it's become so clear. The Hawks are just so much more talented. Like the Knicks play right. harder. That's what they know for. They're going to play hard. They're going to be tough. But they just don't have the guys. I think I had originally, I thought this was going to go seven to the Hawks. And like you just said, I might go six now because yeah. I don't see – they physically have nothing. They can't stop Trey Young. They, they can't. can't keep him out of the paint. And he's either going to create or he's going to score. And he's done it, and it's, it's looked pretty easy. Um, so I just don't see a way – unless Julius gets it going, which I think he'll perform better in the next couple games for sure. Yeah. But I don't think – I still don't think he'll get in a solid rhythm just because he's getting all the attention of the Hawks. So I'm going to go Atlanta in that one. And like I said, I predicted seven. I think I'm going to go six now, like you said. Um, Because I don't know. You mentioned RJ. RJ, after finishing the season looking solid, he he had a really good season. And I'm not huge on RJ Barrett, so I had to give him that props. He's looked great. I saw his average. He's averaging 14 and 10 in the year. Yeah. Double-double. He had a good year. That's That's pretty impressive. And he's been struggling this round as well. So, we, I mean, we both got the Hawks moving he's, on. He, 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 he's only 20 years old. Yeah, they're young. I mean, he, he's young. I mean, he, he, Zion hasn't even seen a playoff series, you know, uh, his, his teammates. So, I'm not – from what I've seen from RJ, he's not a bad player. At all. And no, so, it just give him time. Just give him time to develop about three or four years. Then he'll – hopefully he'll become a star. But, you, but, you know – only time with tough with with guys like that. And 
Yeah, I don't want to go too deep just because hey, the Knicks, this season, this series might not be over. They could put up a fight, but we both think they are. But what I was going to say is the Knicks have honestly accomplished their goal, honestly. No, no. Hey, this season was a success. They've gotten people's attention. They've done enough to, if a star was considering coming, they might come now. But um, it's looking like, yeah, we both got Hawks in that one. Now to the West, where I think things have been more exciting. Uh, we'll start with... The most, I'll go ahead and get out of the way. My Lakers. Lakers, okay. Suns. Um, you know, I mean, obviously I'm slightly biased, but I think this is this series is over. I don't think the Suns won another single game. If you watched the last game and how it ended, they're another team that kind of like the Knicks. They're just too young. Yeah. And the one guy that isn't too young is Chris Paul, and it seems like he's not going to be himself for the rest of the series. Um, Devin Booker. They, they were in Booker's head. Before he even got tossed, if you watched the game, if you were watching, I was watching it, he was talking smack for probably the last three to five minutes he was in the game. So it, it just seems like they're kind of coming apart, Yeah, trying to play, of course, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I think that series is over in five. Um, and... Yeah, I just... I don't I don't think the Suns... There's much else the Suns can do. Well, I got... I got Hawks and... I know Hawks. Lakers. I had Lakers in six. Six. I had six before the season, before what happened, game one. Um, I thought Chris Paul was going to give him two games, but after watching game one and seeing Chris Paul go down, that's why I knew that this is, this is over. The series is over. And watching game two unfold, and Cameron Payne really stepped up for them in the fourth, in the he second did. half. But in the last five minutes of that game, you could tell. They had zero offense. They were not letting Cameron Payne create anymore. They were locking him down. And Devin Booker, like, Devin, like Cameron Payne, was not getting anything his way. Mm-hmm. They were clamping up. And I'm thinking, where is Chris Paul? Where is he? This is a perfect moment for him to come in. Because the game was pretty close. It was. It was pretty close. And I'm thinking, this is a perfect time to get Chris Paul in so they can create and try to make this game interesting but Monty Williams decided not to play him probably because of his injury probably it was too extreme for him to play and that cost him the game they lost and I'm like if you're not play, if you're not going to play Chris Paul in the biggest moment of the game you're, you're, you're not trying to win no. you're really not trying to win and so I, that that's what, after game two I realized this is coming later from five and it really defeated the purpose too um in game three, like if you're gonna play him, to not play him pretty much at all in the second half yeah. doesn't make sense to me. Either sit him the entire game and try to let him get healthy for game four, or if you're gonna play him, play him. Like that didn't it, make sense to me what they it, were doing with Chris Paul. It, 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 it makes zero sense. I, I I feel like they're trying to shut him down. Like hey, you're out for the seat, out for the season, and he's just like, no, I'm playing, I'm playing. And then and, he gets out there, and they're and like, they're like. Well, we're not trying to risk you to get hurt anymore, so we'll give you a minute minutes restriction, and it's like I guess like twelve minutes, and I don't know, I don't know, I really I really can't tell you, but to me, it just feels like that Chris Paul wants to play. Lakers in five. Lakers in five. <laughs> it, it, that hurts to say, and I feel like whoever wins this series, Nuggets in Portland, they're not going to be a competition for the Lakers. The Lakers are going to be in the conference finals again, which pisses me off. Lakers are going to be in the finals finals again, Mac, but that's neither here or there. Um, not, hey, don't don't say that. 
You know it's true. I don't want to see the Lakers in the finals. <laughs> I, I obviously we must watch TV, but no. <laughs> it's going to happen. I don't know who. We'll it's, see. It's it's gonna happen. But, oh my God, Nurkic! Um, see, this is why I hate about Nurkic. Why the hell is he shooting threes? <laughs> it's a damn center. <laughs> hey, somebody's—he's trying to help. Somebody's got to help Dame out. But holy crap, you're not a three-point shooter, my guy. He's not. No. Well, I mean, while we're here, so we got. Your Blazers down two one versus the Nuggets. Um, what are you thinking? What what is it? What what do they need to do? What have you thought about the game so far? Well, for starters, I feel like I I think defensively they're doing everything that they can do. Look, they're they're not a good good defensive team. Everyone knows that. I think they rank a twenty ninth in defensive total totally throughout the year, but their defensive strategy is letting Jokic score. Don't yeah. let him play make. Let him score. But what I have a problem with is the offense. The offense is not doing it. Dame is doing is giving everything he's got, and not one person is really helping. You can be like, oh, well, CJ's averaging twenty two points this series. I'm like, listen, if you watch the games, it doesn't feel like it. He's got like fourteen through three and a half quarters, and then drops eight, seven, eight points in the last three minutes. And it's like, okay, I got, I got twenty two. Okay, Dame's averaging thirty eight points, three rebounds, nine assists, shooting forty five percent from the field. 43% from three and 92% from the line. He's averaging 38-3-9 and almost a 50-40-90 shooting split. That is absolutely insane. And yet, they're down 2-1. Yeah. Okay? Now, last night, or two nights ago, sorry, they were in the perfect, like, that was their game to win. They were up, tw- they outscored Denver 24 points in the paint. They were dominating the glass. And... They only made 12 threes, and Brooklyn and Denver made 21. That was the difference. They were ice cold from three. And it didn't really help that Dame was a little cold, but got a little warm toward, towards the end. But look, this, this game right now that we're watching is the critical game. Huge. Critical game of this series. If the, if the Blazers lose, it's over. Call it a wrap. It'll probably be Nugs and five or Nugs and six. But, the, it, but if the Blazers... Win this game. It's gonna make it interesting going back to Portland in like three, or not Portland, Denver in three games, and I have Blazers in seven, and I'm still sticking with it if they win this game. See, I've also I'm right there with you. I've got Blazers in seven. Um, we're watching right now. I'm sure it'll, it'll, you know we'll have an update. Maybe by the time this ends, this will be over. But this is they've got to win this, and somebody. You mentioned CJ's 21 doesn't feel like 21. It feels like a 15 yeah. that he kind of just stat pads. Carmelo's got to play better. I mean, you said, I asked you earlier who you thought needed to step up. You said Nurk. I think Rocco needs to play a little better. Well, I think I think Nurk's got to stop fouling. Yeah. He's fouled both games that they've lost. And that's, that's a tough fact. spot, though, because if you're going to ask him to go 35, 40. No, no, no you're right. It, it, it's tough, but the, what I have a problem with is that when he's got four fouls, Usually, when you have four fouls, you know, yeah. you just like you play conservative. Like, hey, like I got no. He plays aggressive still. Like he doesn't like, like he doesn't know he has four fouls. Like usually, when you have four or five, you're like, hey, you just you're, you're just there. You're, you're not trying to do a yeah. ticky tack foul. You're letting them score, just not draw a foul. But Narcus is still dying on the floor, like going hard. I'm like, bro, you gotta know how many fouls you got. You gotta know. They need you. They do. They don't have anyone else. Because Cantor is the definition of a liability. (laughs) Okay? This dude has no idea how to play defense to save his life. He really doesn't. 
and you can tell because Terry Stotts does not play. He played six minutes in that last game. Six. Oh, they called him can't play Cantor for a reason. Yeah, man. like, he can play offense. He's a good offensive player. He just has zero defense. His intellect on defense is nothing. He can't run the pick and roll. He doesn't know how to step up. He can't really box out. It's everything on the defensive side of the ball is absolute shit show. It, it just is. What scares me, man, like, we both have Blazers and seven, but... I don't know. At this point, I trust. They pulled up their numbers. Nurkin, I mean, not Nurk. Dame and Jokic have done similarly in terms of their effectiveness in this series, but I just trust Nurk, or, uh, Jokic's help a lot more. I mean, Austin Rivers closed them out in game two. Michael Porter can go off. Paul Millsap's a fine player. Like, they've got Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. They've got not so great. many guys that can step up and kind of be that number two slash number two guy or number three guy if they need it, whereas – Portland, that's been Portland's issue for, I mean, not just this postseason, but for a long time now. Yeah. Uh, that's been Portland's problem. So I'm I'm definitely concerned. If, if Portland gets this one, I think they're okay. Um, look, uh, like, look at this. They're playing Hollis Jefferson. Do you know when they signed Hollis Jefferson? A month ago. <laughs> they trust Hollis Jefferson over Cantor. That should tell you something. Yeah. That's rough. Is Look. But yeah, I got Blazers in seven, and we'll, you know, and let's go to the, the next series, probably the game of the day, Grizzlies Jazz. Uh, this is a series for me. I actually love this series. I um, I've got Jazz in seven. Yeah, Jazz in seven. I think Memphis pushes them seven because, so obviously, the Jazz were missing Donovan game one, of yeah. course. Um, when they come back, he plays well in game two. They take game two. But the other thing in game two, obviously, Ja has, what, 47? 47 they lost. 47 they lost. Um, well, it wasn't it close? They lost close? Yeah, it was, I want to say, like a 10-point game. But the thing about it for me, why I'm still comfortable with, with saying I think, you know, it'll go seven is because, so yeah, Utah has nothing for Donovan or Dylan Brooks. They, they haven't been able to slow him down whatsoever. And I think... Utah shot, I believe, like 50, around 50% from three last game, which they can do that. I mean, I know that's their thing. They shoot a lot of threes. They make yeah. a lot of threes. But I don't know if they can shoot that well um, for enough to kind of, you know, put this thing away quickly. I think I respect Memphis enough. They're playing hard. We talked about it when they were playing Golden State. They kind of have that, like, ignorance youth. They're just out there yeah. playing ball. They yeah. don't really know what's going on. They're, yeah. they're, they're just playing. Like, they just know they have to play harder. That's all they know. Yeah. They're not worried about, oh, this is the playoffs, at least to me, at least to us, we talked about it. Um, and I think Utah's the better team. That's why I have them in seven, and I think that home court advantage will be huge. Um, I think tonight – I think Utah gets tonight. I think they go up, but I think I trust Memphis to split one and one at home. Well, I think they'll get one of them at home, and we'll come back, and, and it'll be a home and away type series. But this is the one, that's one of my favorite series to watch, honestly. And it's one of the ones that, if you would have told me at the beginning, we talked about it. Once Golden State didn't get in, it seemed like that was going to be a boring Four, series. Yeah, uh, it's going to be like a 4-1, four, 4-0. Four, yeah, but that's that's my thoughts on it. I, I, I've got the Jazz in seven uh, out of respect for how – it's funny – Okay, about a month, two months ago, I was hearing a lot of people, the thing people were saying was kind of that Ja was overrated. 
and all of a sudden he goes toe-to-toe with Steph, puts them out, and now he does what he's done in the playoffs. And everybody's in love with Ja. I think Ja's great, but, yeah, I think they're another team. They're just – they're two – I mean, this is the number one overall team in the NBA. Yeah. Talking to the Jazz. No. They've done a great job getting where they've gotten, but I've got Utah. Yeah, I got – look, I don't think – you, I don't think John Morant's overrated, but I do feel like he's, like he just wants to dunk on everybody. He does. He tries like, some ridiculous he, stuff. He tries just. I'm like, dude, like just lay it up. Like, <laughs> I, I understand you want to posterize people, but let's just get get the basket, you know. But this this is actually a very interesting series. You you mentioned it with Don Mitchell being out game one, and then John got a 47 game two, and. I feel like, you know, this is Jaws actually stepping up into that moment where he's like, hey, you know, this 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 could be a series. Yeah. And what I've liked so far is seeing all these young guys step up. Trey stepping up. Jaw stepping up. Luca stepping up. Yeah. Michael Porter Jr. hasn't really step, stepped up, but he's shown flashes in this series of seven months. So Dylan like, Brooks, shit. Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks, too. So, like, there's a lot of young guys in, this, in these playoffs actually stepping up, and Jaws draws one of them right now and I do feel like they that this series is going to be good I think it goes six I got six I got Jazz and six I feel like their defense is way too good yeah it's, it's, it's way too locked down and with Donovan back I feel like the Grizzlies get one game they'll probably get one game at home then they'll go back to uh, Utah Utah takes care of business go back to Memphis and then they'll take, take care of business again so I will say the one thing that does concern me in my prediction of going seven uh, is actually two things one when Donovan came back he seemingly fairly quickly was able to get Dylan Brooks in foul trouble. Yeah. Which could be a problem for Memphis if that continues to happen. Because he, I mean, they keep saying it every time now that the Grizzlies play. He's the leading, what, the leading guard in fouls in the league. Is he really? He averages, uh, I think it's two and a half fouls a game, which is the most among any guards in the league per game. It I might mean, be three and a half. I could be wrong. I don't think, I mean, Dylan Brooks was a really good player at Oregon. So, him, him playing this one doesn't really surprise me all that much, but... You know, they, they have a good young team, and they really have the potential to be, like, a top three team in the West later in life. But you know who honestly – I mean, he's fine. He's he's played well, but he hasn't impressed me in terms of I thought he'd be making that next jump maybe with Ja. Yeah. It was Jaron Jackson. Jaren, uh, yeah, Jaron. I thought I, he'd be a little I better. I haven't really heard his name a lot recently. Mm-hmm. I, I personally did not watch game two because I think it was at work or something. But I haven't really heard his name the past two games. They're all fairly that much. How much did he get? I mean, he had 16 and 3. I mean, uh, I'm, but isn't he a 4? He's a power 4. He's a 4. Yeah. He's a 4. And he only got 3 rebounds? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and on paper, he's he's the guy that's supposed to be their second best player. I mean, yeah, Dylan, what Dylan's paper. giving you is great. On, on, on paper, yeah. But he's supposed to be their number 2 guy. Um, yeah, I mean, he gave 23. I mean, so... That and then the other thing I wanted to say was they got killed on the glass. Yeah. Uh, that that could be trouble too. The, the Grizzlies were getting they were getting hammered on the glass by the Jazz. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if it went six, but I'm gonna stick with my prediction. I'm gonna say seven. Um, what are the other? We gotta save the best one for last. We'll get the Clippers Mavs last. What's the other series? Oh, we, that's, that's, that's the we just talked. Forgot we talked about Portland already. So we got Clips Mavs. This is. This is a fun series. This is a fun series. This is a fun series. I feel like we, I'll go ahead and say this, and I was part of it, and I think it was because it's, it's the Clippers and it's the cool thing to do. We got a lot of overreaction, and I mean, if they would have lost, it would have been proper reaction if they would have yeah. lost last night. But to them going down 0-2 and everybody's like, "Oh, it's over." This series is not over. 
No, no, no. I don't think it was over. I think it was obviously if they lost last night, yeah. it would have been over, over. But I'm like, look, if if they win game three, this is still a series. Like, I'll now, say if this. they lose tomorrow or two tomorrow two days ago two days from now, then it's over. Yeah. I don't see Kawhi or Paul George coming back for three one. They're they're not that team. No. They're not that, they're not <laughs> they don't players. have the DNA for that. No. <laughs> they, they don't have the DNA for that. They don't have the ice. They're like, all right, we're it's over. But um, you know, last playoffs, I really fell in love with Luca in that Mavs series or in that Mavs Clippers series last year. Mm-hmm. I really fell in love with him, and then during the season, I watched Mavs games and I'm like, why do I like, why do I like Luca so much? He bitches all the time. He always complains all the time, and it makes me mad. I'm like, dude, I'm trying to like you, but you complain every single second. It just makes me not want to like you. And now this series has re like rejuvenated that. I'm like, oh yeah, now I know why. Like, he he's he steps up in the biggest games. He's a dog. He's a dog. You see him talking too. Like, he t- t- small <laughs> talking like, uh, and, and I love it, and I love how Patrick Beverly didn't say anything until last night where he got a little chippy with him. Yep, and I mean. This series is because it's all depending on Game Four. It game is. Four is the the series. Like I feel like if Clippers win, they're gonna win the series. Mac, I was just about to say there are two things I can see happening here. I would be equally, I guess, surprised or not surprised if Dallas comes out wins this next game. They win it in five. But you know, I could just as highly see. I can see the Clippers winning the next four games, next yeah. three games. If, I can see the Clippers going four straight and winning this series. I would not and be six. surprised. I would not be surprised if the Clippers win. I'm like, oh yeah, they're winning six. I wouldn't like, be surprised because at all. they have all the momentum. And do you, if you want to talk about devastating, like you're up two of, you were took two games away from the Clippers at home. You you have flat out dominated home court advantage, and now you lost your next two home games. Now you just lost it like that, and that, all the momentum goes to the Clippers back home. Like, to me, that's, that's incredible. I think the thing with that, too, is we talked about Luca. You talked about kind of his... And he, this is not, he's, he's, he's young. He's only 22, 23 years old, and he's great. But mentally, what that would do to him, I don't... That thing that could rattle him. I think Luca being up 2-0, coming back, all of a sudden you're in a 2-2 series. Well, the Clippers have won two straight. He's, he's a little hurt right now because apparently his back was messing up last I night. I saw that. I was it his shoulder or his back? I thought it was his back. But he, I saw the shoulder heating pad or whatever. Yeah, they so. had a brace on him. But, but look, look, okay, so if – because, you know, playoff P finally came out last night. He did. 29 points. Uh, I think he led the comeback. They're, they're down 30-11. And he was the main guy that wanted to come back. Kawhi was on the bench. So, I do feel like that if Kawhi and Paul George can give you that on a nightly basis, no, they're unbeatable. Yeah. He gives you 36 and 30. No, like they're, uh, they're an unbeatable team. And it just depends on Serge. Because Serge right now is out for the series, I think. Or is he out for the last game? I don't know if it was the series. Because he, he was ruled out last game for the back injury, I think. Serge coming back. So, I mean, I don't really know, but if they can get healthy by game, by Series 2, they'll play the Jazz. I think they'll beat the Jazz easily because I don't see anyone touching Kawhi no. or Paul George. I honestly think um, – so from this series, here's what, I, what I've gotten so far that makes it really – 
hard to kind of predict what will happen this series. And we, we both talked about how big four, game four is. Luka, at this point, they're not gonna, Luka's going to be unstoppable. I don't think even further, even if the Clippers win the next three games, win the series, I think I could see Lucas still putting up his numbers, 30-plus, close to a triple-double. Yeah. The thing is, in game one and two, the Mavs, other guys, they were knocking down. They were shooting ridiculous yeah. from three. Yeah, yeah. I, I noticed it last night. I was like, bro, they cannot get any offense going with him on the floor. Like, like th- when it was 30-11, to 11, Luca went off the floor. They came back, and Rick Carl was like, "All right, Luca, you gotta go back in. We we blew the lead." I mean, he they just did not look smoothly offensively, and that's really helped when your number two is only give you nine in Kristaps. Kristaps yeah. only give you nine. I told you this, I think earlier that they need they need to trade Kristaps. They do. They need to trade Kristaps. I don't know who you're gonna get. I mean, I don't know who, where you trade him. I mean, he's kind of hard. He's very unliable with uh, injuries and stuff. But they need to trade him. And this series right now is really, you know, helping that factor out because I think he's only averaging like 12 points this series. That, the other thing too for me, I agree. Yeah, we talked about that. I think Porzingis, I'd move him. But the reason I was, and I actually thought he was iffy last year, but what he did last year was he he rim protected. That's why that's the reason I thought you keep him because, yeah. as iffy as he may be offensively, he was. If you remember last year in the playoffs, he was terrifying the the Clippers at the rim. Yeah, he hasn't been doing that nearly as much this series. He hasn't been protecting the rim, um, so if he's not going to do that at all, I don't know what he is giving you. At least he hasn't been doing it nearly as well. The other thing for me is the Clippers. Along with the Jazz, weren't they like the one and two in terms of three-point shooting in the league this year? Uh, the Mavs, I think they were the top five. I think they were top five. No, I know Clippers. Clippers were like... Clippers like, were number one. Yeah, Clippers were number one team in three-point yeah. shooting. And they didn't shoot well in games one and two. And then they shot well last night. That's why it's like... I honestly... I predicted from the start I had Clips in six. Um, and I just think... Like, which do you see being more likely for the remainder of the series? Do you see Paul George and Kawhi continuing to do what they did and the clips that they shoot, how they've shown they could shoot the entire season up until the first two games? Or do you see Luka continuing to do what he does and the Mavs, others, continuing to make shots? I feel like it's the first one. That's what I I would say, too. I feel like Kawhi Kawhi gave you 42 game two. Yep. Paul George gave you, like, 28 in the loss game two, I I believe. Well, Kawhi and Paul George have been... Like, Paul George hasn't been that bad this this series. And Kawhi is really stepping up. And you, I feel like the Mavs aren't really going to give you that much because last night was a byproduct of they rely a lot on Luka. They're Luka heavy. And you're asking Luka to, to do a lot. And if you look at last night, he was terrible from the line. I think he's shooting 50% from the, from the line. Yeah, I think it's sub. Okay, he, he could drop 50 if he knocked out all of his free throws. I mean, it just that kind of just shows you. So, I do believe, I feel like if the Clips win game four, they'll win the series in six. Yeah. So. I don't think that. Also, the other thing I'd, I'd want to point out, too, before we go on with that is, now even Kawhi and PG, as well as they played, they shot, I don't know if the percentage they shot is sustainable. Everyone in that game, like, let me look it up. I think they shot combined, they were above 65%. And even Luka shot well. He was, I want to say, close to 15 for 28. But I don't know if those shooting numbers will be sustainable for for all of those guys. Um, But 
Yeah, they shot 68% combined last night, which if they keep that up, yeah, they'll definitely win the series. But while Max steps out, we'll go ahead and I'm going to get into my segment, which is the greatest thing Gabe saw this week. And I got to be honest, the greatest thing I saw this week, as basic as it is, is... Just having the fans back in the arenas. Hey, that's. I know it's like, oh, that's that's simple, but seeing turning on the Knicks Hawks game, seeing MSG rocking for the first time, I can really remember like almost in my basketball life, considering it wasn't doing that since 2012. Um, seeing that, seeing you know, watching the Suns Lakers, seeing the Phoenix uh, arena rocking that. Having those atmospheres back is awesome. You forget you we forget how cool it is, like or how big the fans. Yeah, fans are. Yes, yes. Oh, oh my God! Like it makes such a difference. Like you said about the Knicks, seeing seeing Spike Lee game one, clapping, let's go! It got me hyped. It made like, me. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Spike. At home, it makes me more like hype watching. I was the like, game. okay, Spike, let's go, Knicks, bro. It got me hype. Like seeing Spike get hype got made me get hype. Bro, the other thing about it, I think it kind of threw the players off, too. I think they kind of forgot about that. Yeah. I think they were like, whoa, I forgot this is what it was like. Especially the people who were in the bubble last year. Yeah. Like, the, like the Mavs, the Knicks, not the Knicks, the Mavs, the Lakers, the Clippers, all all those teams, like, you know, because they played the playoffs last year basically in a like, closed gym, like, in a, like, they're just players. Pretty much. And yeah. family members, and that's pretty much it. And with now, automated noises that aren't yeah. really doing the same, and you have electronic people in the background doing weird crap. So seeing like fifteen thousand people screaming, "Let's go!" Whoever, yeah, on defense. You know, you forget, and you, you saw Clint Capel last night get into the crowd. Wave it. Yeah, no, 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 like you know, those are the moments you you like want to see. Cause that gets you hyped. That gets you like going. Like you know, just as, as a normal fan at home. I mean, you think about like the big shots we see, like the Dame shot. Imagine, imagine that in a non, in like a bubble environment. It still yeah, was it's, a ridiculous it, shot. It, I mean, it's hype, but it's like it's like yeah. Eh, yeah, like that was a dope. But like, see, see the crowd get hype, makes you get hype. You know. So that's the greatest thing I, I've definitely saw over the last week. Um, now, obviously, it naturally you can't have too much good. It came with its cons, which it. You know, anyone who follows sports, NBA basketball, knows what that was. Kind of some of the fan interactions, um, which, yeah, you don't want to see too much of that. But overall, having, and I think even, you know, you heard Trey, you heard most of the guys talk about it. Like, you'll take, to a certain extent, like, uh, the trash talk, it, as long as it doesn't get, you know, no racial or maybe even for some re other lines, when a fan, when fans are in the arena, you know, the job of fans is to try to get into the opposing teams. Yeah, no, no, yeah, the fans, uh, look, we all love having fans back. Like we just talked about, it gets us hype and stuff. But sometimes, you know, as fans. You got as, those few. As, as people, we go a little bit too extreme. Yeah. We saw it with the Wizards. That was a little too much. Now, 
was kind of fun. no. I, I meant to, <laughs> Go ahead. Like, it, it was it was to see the video was kind of funny because seeing Russell Westbrook's reaction, wanting to square up, and then seeing those two fans, I'm like immediately. <laughs> like, it wasn't hey. us. It wasn't us. It was him. It was, it was, like, I swear it was him. So I thought that was kind of fucked. They, they, they didn't want no Russell Westbrook smoke. They're like no, it was him. But uh, but luckily the NBA is doing what, what they're doing and they're banning them for like extended extended period of time. I think for the rest of their lives. I, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, they they took away that guy with the popcorn, the guy who spit on Trey Young, and they banned him from life. I'm pretty sure. They had two and, people in Utah, didn't they? Two yeah, or three it, people in Utah. There were two three people in Utah going at John Morant's family. Yeah. And well, you know. You, Everyone knows how Utah is. Utah is very racial. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah they it's kind of history for that. that. So. so, like, you know, you, you watch the Michael Jordan documentary, and they said, you know, Michael Jordan's kids said, yeah, we did not, we were not allowed to go to Utah. We were not allowed to go to Utah. So, those two or three fans were also banned for life, I'm pretty sure. So, but that's with anything. You'll have a couple. I mean, that's the majority of the overall, like we but said. But I think according to, according to, I, I was watching Unspeed, and I think Shane Sharp said that the, the Morant family you know, before that, we're loving the fans. They're yeah. like, they're like, they're like, hey, y'all come back anytime. You know, we'll hope we'll, we'll see y'all later down the line. They're like they're buying each other drinks. Yeah, they're like, say they're that. like nice and like you know having good conversations. But once it gets into it and gets a little deep, you know, you, you know, and if you're like four or five years in, you say something you shouldn't say, yep. and it just and look, I mean, but you, there's no excuse. And he, those guys should be banned for life. And I'm, I'm glad that they are. So. Yeah. But overall, like I said, that's my thought. That's the greatest thing I saw this week was. Um, definitely the fans. You know the other thing I was gonna say, and some people will get this. You will get this. I don't know if you will. The other greatest thing I saw this week, I actually didn't get, even realize it or get it brought to my attention until uh, a couple of days ago. So my former and Mac and some of our followers will know middle school basketball coach, Coach Sheik, is actually TikTok famous. Did you know what? that? Go type. <laughs> I don't have my phone, but go type in Country Giant on TikTok. <laughs> tell me if you recognize who that is there's no way that was going to be the greatest thing I saw this week obviously a lot of y'all won't get that so I won't spend too much time on it some of you will but it's really it. that was pretty cool See, country ch- country what giant that's him click on it look at, look at a few of the, the videos and you'll see um He's got what thirty six thousand thirty six k. What the heck? Yeah, so great for well, those. Doesn't like him. I don't remember. You don't see like it? Uh, now this one I see. This one, yeah, that looks like him. But oh my gosh! Oh, great for Coach Cheek. That's awesome. This is the guy that cut me seventh grade. <laughs> this guy said I wasn't going to play basketball seventh grade year. True stuff. Um. Oh my gosh! So now we'll get into. We got Mac's segment now, which is going to be, you know, the, we're starting it now. Mac to the Mac. She's going to give us his best take or just a good take he has. And I'm going to re- kind of respond to it. If I think it's too ridiculous, um, I'll challenge it. And if I challenge it and he ends up being correct, I'm not going to just challenge every, every take he has. But if the ones I do challenge, if he ends up being correct, we'll think of some kind of punishment that we'll also do on, on stream run episode. So... Right, what you what are you thinking? Well, I have this, you know, prepping for this episode, I was told to do a Mac to the Max bit. And 
there was like two or three that I was going with, and one kind of stuck out. I was like, this is pretty, 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 pretty hot take. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do it. And then this guy went off last night. So I was like, I was skeptical, but then I was told, you know what, just we're, we're ride with it. I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to ride with it. So my match to the max take this week is that if Kawhi Leonard is to lose this series, that he will no longer be a top five player in the league anymore. I think, and I know there's probably good, some people out there who hear that and like, okay, that's ridiculous. I actually, so as he kind of mentioned it, he thought about it and then he, he kind of held back and then he, he went for it. Is because he briefly mentioned to me and I said, I didn't want him to explain it, but I said, no, go ahead. Because I think that's interesting. So Because I, I feel like, look, no, let's think about it. He blew a three-one lead. He, he blew a three-one lead. He did, and now he's got probably the best roster in the league right now. He's going to lose in the round one to to a, a young twenty-one-year-old. Yeah, Mac. So someone posed a question in one of our a group we're in. They said, and I don't think you answered. So I don't know how you feel about this. They said who's a better player between James Harden and Luka Doncic. Uh, I saw that. So, uh, I said James Harden. I believe James. I think it's close, but I think James Harden at this point is that better one, than Luka Doncic. Right now, if we're going right now, right now, I'm going to say James Harden. James Harden's a better player, but because I'm going where I'm going with that. So hear me out. If James Harden yeah, is a was, better, that was tough. It's it's tough. It's close. That was tough. It's very close. So, and you may disagree. You might think Luka, but along that line of thinking, because. Everybody that I heard respond did indeed James say James Harden. And that was only a few people, but everybody said Harden. If that's your line of thinking, and I'm hearing people say, this is assuming Clips lose this series, right? Your, right? your take. Yeah. I'm hearing people say, so if Clips lose this series, the best player in this series was Luka, right? Right. So if you think James Harden and Luka, that's two. Yeah. There's no way Kawhi, think I, about it. I LeBron, think... Kevin Durant. Those two. And then Giannis, you got Steph, Giannis, Giannis, AD. Look, I'm a Lakers fan, and you got to give me body of work. I actually would move AD based off this season. Maybe at his peak, I get it. He, he's still up there, but I got to go off what I have. I think AD's kind of, yeah, he's dropped out of the top five for me for sure. Okay, so but like you know those seven right there. Yeah, and and to me, I mean his playoff history really doesn't help. So like he's just a regular season player who plays only like 50 out of 70 games. Like, and it doesn't really help that if he does lose his series, he's like, oh, well, he won title three years ago. I'm like, yeah, but, I mean, that team he beat wasn't really that the same team. So I was like, kind of kind of a gimme, gimme ring. And then I'm like, I'm, I'm like. <sighs> Bro, it's funny that you say that because I was thinking, is Kawhi slightly, slightly, Kawhi's one of the best players in the league. I say slightly. Slightly overrated. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if he loses the series, I'm thinking he might. And then, especially if he leaves and goes to like the Heat or the Warriors, for those are the top two places that he might go after mm-hmm. this. Now I'm thinking, okay, first off, you went, you played two years, you arguably had the best roster in both years, and you can't even make the conference finals, and now you leave. To me, that's that that's a soft move. Yeah, I would lose be. respect for Kawhi because you know this is me. I said he was the best player at two like, a year ago in, in, in the world, and now him potentially not even making a conference final since then and leaving a team to a worse to me that I'm like, okay, dude, you're just, you're soft to me. You're just soft. And I would, 
I would say yeah, he's not even top five player anymore. If you if he were to lose his series, I mean, even if you agree with you know his history, everyone can acknowledge while he won his first ring with the Spurs, he was nowhere near. He's probably the fourth, fifth best player on the team. Uh, I would, third, uh, I, I mean, would, I'd say I would, third. I'd go closer to three. I would say third. I mean, he did. I think he only averaged like fourteen points that finals. But he was the best defender. But clearly. he, but he, I mean, he kind of locked down. He really locked down LeBron, but he slowed down LeBron. He was a guy who was guarding LeBron for games like four and five, where he LeBron was shut down a little bit. So, okay, so you say he's third or fourth on his on his first championship. The second one we acknowledge. That was okay. kind of a, you know, yeah. you didn't really play the best team in the league. No, I hear a lot of people say that even if it was. If Clay stayed healthy, which we, we can't, we're not gonna get into yeah, that too long. Clay if healthy, Clay stays healthy, the Warriors still it's going seven. It's yeah. going seven. So, I mean, and the difference is on that team is like they had experience and they had leadership with Kyle Lowry. Yep. Kyle Lowry was the leader of that team, not Kawhi. Kawhi was just there just to be there because you know he had one year obligation to Toronto, so he was just there to fulfill, fulfill his one year. And they were the Raptors were a good team. The problem was they couldn't get. I mean, they weren't they a championship close. team. They couldn't get past LeBron. They couldn't close. They because, were a good team. Well, De- Demar is not a closer, and that's what Masai Ujiri realized. He goes, "Look, I'm not going to title with Demar as my my number one. I can win with, with Kawhi, and which he did. But leadership wise, you know, Kawhi's not really a good leader. But according to Ty Lue, he's been the most vocal guy the past week. But man, that's another thing. One, I think Ty Lue's just saying that too. You want to talk about kind of slightly overrated. I think Ty Lue's getting too much of a pat. I feel like it's because of LeBron. Yeah, because he coached LeBron. Like, yeah. I don't think Ty Lue's that good of a coach um, in this series. has kind of kind of showed me that. Um, but no, that's interesting. I think I don't think that's too crazy of a take to say that Kawhi's not top five. I mean, we could sit here. We've done it, I think, one time before, but I don't know if we've ever done it on an episode. So let's go through. And so we got... Braun KD. Yeah, Braun KD. And then three, I was going to say Kawhi, but you know, let's just keep Kawhi right now. Okay. In, in case, like. In case they win the series, he case, goes on. Yeah. yeah just yeah. in case. We'll say he's still up so, there. I'm going to say three. Then four. This was tough. It's between Steph and Giannis. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Steph. So Steph and four. Five, I'm going to go Giannis. Six. Harden. Harden. I'm going to go six Harden. And then you go Luka AD. Then I'm going to go Luka AD. And then I'm going to go Dame at nine. What? Over both Embiid and Jokic. Yes. Yes. Okay, Embiid I get over. You'd go over Jokic. Yes. Yes. Is there bias behind this? That's not bias. It's facts. <laughs> That's facts. I mean, look. okay, look. Jokic has had a loaded team. You put put Dame on that squad. Oh, they're, they're, they're fate, title possibly favorites. Bro, come on now. Now, look. I mean, I think that next three is the group, but... Uh... I don't know if I'm taking them over both of those guys. Oh, Ernie. Ernie with the board. Uh, no. <laughs> didn't, didn't Chuck, not to cut nothing, you didn't Chuck, Chuck, won. Chuck, Chuck won. beat him the other day? Chuck beat him the other day, and he celebrated the first time. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, no, but like, look, I love Jokic. I think Jokic is at 10, and beats at 11. I got 9 Dame. Because, I mean... The dude averages like thirty four and eight, yeah. And he's and he, he you know, and he doesn't have any help. CJ is his best player, and we saw what CJ's been doing this series. Did we? <laughs> and Jamal and Jamal Murray is his Jokic's you know, number two, and they're playing better without Jamal Murray on the team. Yeah, man. If you picked, 
so if you had to pick, you take Damon Nurkic out of it, the next three guys from this series, who would you pick? Are they all, because I think it'd be, we'll say, if they're healthy, obviously the next one's Jamal. Pretty much what I'm asking is, do you take both Michael Porter and Eric Gordon over CJ, or would you take CJ? I'm, I'm, I'm definitely taking them both, yes. Both of them? Yes, because I think Eric Gordon is very slept on. I do too. He's a very slept on player. Look, he, he can a defend. Low-key a good defender. People is. don't realize that. I feel like he, he can lock, I mean, he was locking up Dame in the second half. Well, after, cause remember, Dame dropped 32 in in first half. And then Eric Gordon said, yo, I got him. I got him. And, and then Dame only scored 10 in the second half. I saw when he first got there when they when they matched up with the Clippers, he was uh, doing a good job on Kawhi and PG. Yeah, like he he he's a good defender. People forget that and he's excellent around the rim. I mean, and then you got Michael Porter Jr. Who, who's a baller. Yeah, I mean he's only averaging like 14, 15 this series. But I mean that second half last last game was big time because they they were down like six seven points and he scored eleven straight and now they're up five. So I'm just saying. No, yeah. So I do believe that I'm taking Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr. over CJ. Yeah, I was just curious. Because CJ just. He, look, man, we talked about this too. I think it might be, and he's Dame's guy by all account, but if you can get something good for him at this point, I think even Dame I mean, might it, be like, hey, we it, got. It. I don't feel like Dame's like that. I, feel like Dame, I don't think he, Dame's solid. I, I don't think he's like that. But I feel I like mean, Dame wants, wants to have a CJ by his side, but that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Unless unless they can find a good number two, then yeah, I'll bet, okay, then let's, let's run it with CJ as the third best player, but that's not going to happen. So I know you saw them uh, a fiending over Draymond after the Warriors got put out. No, uh, yeah, I knew that. That'd be a great addition. Dame, he's wanted him for a while, hasn't he? Dame has been asking him for over a year. Yeah. Over a year to get Draymond. They need a Draymond type player. That's what they do need. No, that'd be, he'd be a great addition. I'd be all for that. Yeah, because then, then your 3, 4, or 5 can actually play defense. And they don't have to rely on Dame and CJ that much. Uh, well, I'm trying to think if there's anything else kind of miscellaneous stuff that I wanted to talk about before we got out of here. We're just over an hour now, which is great. Um, is there anything? Oh, no, no, no. No, go ahead. I was, was going to say. What just happened? Like thirty. Or hour don't even hour. start. I don't know what you're talking about, man. We somebody somebody lost by sixteen two k an hour and a half ago. It was bad. Wasn't it wasn't close. Not the entire game. The entire game was a blowout. I'll be back. Okay, that was one game. I'll be back. Okay. I had it until the third quarter, but as always, if you made it this far, uh, appreciate you for for listening or maybe even watching. Um, I don't know what episode this is, but I'll probably, we'll give updates sometime soon. We'll probably do it round by round in terms of the bracket challenge and what, what's kind of going on with the positioning and that. Uh, but yeah, no hat. We're out.